Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Yeah, yeah, but uh, do, do you think I could get like you know like an introduction, uh, Greg? I already have my little Greglets running around. What do you say, Ken? Uh, sure, sure, but you know, uh, also, uh, fuck you. Uh, do you want you want to weigh in here, Dad? What are you bothering me with all this about? Fuck off! This episode has been brought to you by Succession on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that was a little homage to Succession. I played a little bit of the theme song there. Hopefully it was just brief enough that I don't get sued. But, you know, hey, it's an homage. I love the show. Just, you know, free advertising. Think about it like that, HBO or Max, whatever the fuck you are now. <laughs> it's funny, my wife and I, I told her the other day, I was like, you know, if I were to summarize uh, the dialogue in Succession, I, it would just be... Uh, sure, sure. But, you know, uh, also, uh, fuck you. <laughs> so we're always doing that. Like when we say something to each other, like, do you want to go to the store? Are we, are we ready to go to the store, babe? Uh, sure, sure. But, you know, uh, also, uh, fuck you. <laughs> feel free to use it. It's fun. It's really fun to do. And it makes you feel better about yourself. As always, there is a method to my madness. I was thinking about succession. Just watched the new episode last night, which is just damn good. You know, the writing is so good. The acting's so good. The cinematography is awesome. The score, the music, it's just, ah, it's just a great show. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But it is also kind of disgusting on some level. And it's supposed to be, you know, they're showing a certain type of milieu in the show and a certain type of like aggressive, almost like dog eat dog type mentality. And it's just brutal. Like people fuck each other over all the time, like siblings to each other, friends to friends, family members. It doesn't matter. It's just like, if you get in the way of what I'm trying to achieve, uh, we're going to just chew you up and spit you out. So it just got me to thinking, you know, it's kind of a theme. Well, it's not a theme really. It's kind of a trend I see in society a little bit of highlighting and promoting that type of mentality. You know, you watch like reality shows like the Kardashians and all this stuff. Like just do anything you can to like get ahead and get in front of everybody, get in the media, uh, raps like that, you know, uh, uh, rocks like the Hollywood's like that to an extent, you know, obviously the hedge fund and financial world is like that or so it seems right. It seems that way as an outsider, as a, an innocent bystander. So I was just thinking about, you know, do artists really need to adopt this kind of like cutthroat attitude of like, just anything it takes, man, to get ahead. That's what I'm going to do. Anything. I'll screw over anybody. I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll work as many hours as I have to. And, you know, I'll sell my second child for fame in the art world. Uh, why, why the second child? Why not the first child? Hey, I was a second child. 
But you know what I'm saying here. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And teaser, I, I don't think you have to do that. But let's get into it. You know, you always hear the expression like, oh, you know, nice guys finish last. And I don't think that has to be the case. I don't think you have to be cutthroat or be completely self-centered or self-involved or narcissistic to get ahead. A lot of people say, well, all these people that are narcissists that are getting ahead in society or sociopaths is because they don't have that empathy gene. You know, they don't have that ability to like really think back and feel something about the person that they're, you know, eclipsing or trying to get past. I think it's more that it's just like a compartmentalization, right? But I also think that's just a generalization. I think people like to pick these things out and say, oh, this is why, you know, this is why this person got ahead. And this is why I'm not getting ahead because I'm nice. Well, I don't think that's true either. I think, you know, I think we all have to get real with ourselves. I think we have to step back and really look at ourselves objectively and say, like, what am I doing? Like, what are my goals? Like I've said in previous podcasts, what do I really want to achieve? What is my end game right now? And then, you know, you do the reverse engineering, like I said, and take the steps to get there. But then you have to be real with yourself. Like, are you actually taking those steps? And are you taking them like with the right mentality and the right energy? It's not just going through the motions. Like it has to feel right to you. It has to feel like this is something that resonates with you and that you feel good about doing. Otherwise, you know, people can sense that or even like smell it on you that it's just, oh, this person's just like going through the motions, you know? So that's very important. But also, you know, like anything else, we have to be prepared to play the long game with stuff. It's not just about the quick path to success. You know, we don't need to release like a sex tape to get uh, famous. You know what I mean? We don't have to do, you know, any number of things like fill in the blank here of what it takes to have a shortcut to success or fame. We don't have to do these types of things. We just have to really focus on our work uh, to take another page from like the succession book, talking about investing or, you know, having your finances in order. You know, you don't want to invest your whole portfolio in high risk, volatile futures or something, you know, like a cryptocurrency or whatever. Yeah, that's great. Crypto can make you some fast money, but it can also wipe you out, at least right now. You know, that's what I've seen. It's just, it's one of those things you just can't predict. It's almost better to have just like a stable, diversified portfolio. And I've talked about that before, but it's really true. Like we have to be, first of all, doing the work. If your sales generate your cash flow and that's your currency, well, it has to be backed by a product. You know, it has to be backed by a body of work. That's like the gold standard, right? The money that's printed is backed by gold. Well, it's not necessarily backed by gold anymore, but that's a discussion for another time. But let's say you were getting into NFTs, okay? You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and just be like, now I'm an NFT artist. If you have like 500 paintings that you've amassed over the years, like you can dip your toes in, see how NFTs treat you. And, you know, maybe even dip your toes into AI art, see if it's a tool and a good resource for you. But I still think it's important to have like the gold standard of your art career, which is your body of work, like the actual physical work that you've made over the years and that you can always fall back on and sell. That's really important. And I think you should always be creating more and more of that work because otherwise you're basically investing in a very volatile uh, high risk future with your art it's like okay i'm going to put all my eggs in one basket with nfts and if that bubble bursts or if let's just say you know a few people rise to the top and everybody else is not making any money you're kind of screwed if you've done that if you put all your eggs into one basket for five or ten years and now you don't have any work that you've been creating uh so you know that just goes along with having a diversified portfolio like for example doing galleries you know being involved with brick and mortar galleries doing art fairs if that's your jam 
uh, doing like grants, if that's something that you're interested in, doing art marketplaces online, online art marketplaces. That's something that's really important to me. That's like a heavy part of my portfolio. Yes, I am also doing brick and mortar galleries and I'm also doing like studio visits and I'm also doing my website and I'm also, you know, doing unique shows and pop-up shows from time to time. But, you know, it's a big part of my portfolio. But you should always have different things. Like you shouldn't be just counting on, let's just say for shits and giggles, it's a blue chip gallery and they've got this great clientele. Well, what if the gallery owner decides that they want to sell their gallery and they don't want to do it anymore and they don't pass it on to somebody else and their clients just kind of float around and go to other galleries well you're kind of screwed Uh, i'm not saying that's going to happen it's probably not likely that that would happen in that scenario but you also just don't want to be focusing 100 percent on just one avenue to sell your work or to showcase your work you know you want to be getting your work out there in as many avenues as possible that feels good to you and feels correct to you and doesn't feel like false or phony and something that doesn't take too much of your energy. It doesn't suck you dry. You want to be completely balanced, like a balanced, diversified portfolio. So I think you get the idea here on this one. But also, you know, you don't want to take that just like, you know, screw over somebody else to get to the top because that's going to come back to bite you in the ass. I think it was the Tim Ferriss podcast that said something like, you know, the face that you step on on your way to the top could be the ass you're kissing on the way to the bottom. You should always be thinking about it, not in those terms, but I just think it's always best to be a good person, to do stuff uh, with honor and integrity and just be showing your work, making good relationships, being polite to people. You know, when you reach out to galleries, come at it from a respectful business perspective. Don't just be like, hey, so why the fuck didn't you let me into your gallery? You know, that's not going to work for you. And that's Even if you're angry in the short term, maybe they're going to let you in in the long term and you just burn that bridge. We've talked about that before, but it just goes into what I'm saying about playing the long game. You want to be having good customer service and giving your collectors personal attention. Like You want to be reaching out to them. You want to be developing relationships with them through your emails, through your newsletters, and through just your correspondence with them. Sending them notes, sending them holiday cards if you want to or something like that. Just develop those relationships because that's going to really serve you well down the road and in the future. Like if you have a real close knit solid group of collectors over time that you can count on as supporters and even as friends, then that's going to continue to be paying off over time. And you know, you're going to be giving them your value as an artist and they're going to be, you know, paying you with money and keeping you going, keeping you creating. So that's also very important. And I just think that that attitude, the attitude of like the me first attitude. You know, you can see it when you go into a gallery and you talk to some artists they, they're not even paying attention to you. They're just waiting for their time to talk or they're just waiting for their time to talk about themselves, really. They want to talk about their art. They don't really care about what's going on with you. I've talked to so many artists in the gallery and I'd love to hear about them, but it's just funny sometimes because they won't even be like, oh, so you know what's going on with you and your art? It's just a very one-sided transactional type relationship or conversation. And that's not going to serve you very well going forward either because it's like you're not really developing relationships. So you want to be developing good relationships with other artists, with friends, with collectors, with galleries. You just want to be doing whatever you're doing with integrity and really thinking about the long game, not thinking about the short term, doggy dog, fuck you over to get quick success. That's not the mentality that you want to have. And you know that might get you somewhere in the short term, but it's not going to be something that serves you well in the long term because people remember these things. If you are a jerk to somebody, if you're a jerk to somebody that you work with, even if you get into a gallery and you sell out your show, let's say you have a solo show and you sell it out, 
But everybody who talks to you had like a weird or bad experience or they just thought you were aloof or just kind of a, a jerk, you know. Um, and then dealing with a gallery, you were just a pain in the ass. And even if you brought in some money, they're probably not going to want to work with you over time. So really, this kind of mentality is not something that you want to be really holding up as like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, this is this is what I'm going to adopt as an artist to get ahead. It doesn't mean you can't have like a kind of a rebellious edge. It doesn't mean that you can't like do work that's cutting edge and all that. Sure, you can do that. You can do dark work. You can do stuff that's in your face. But when it comes to dealing with people behind the scenes, that's where the integrity and like the ethics and like the personal attention, all those things we've talked about comes into play and will serve you well. So yeah, focus on like doing whatever you want, whatever speaks to you with your art and creating that work and like shocking people even. That's cool. That's great. Uh, People want to be shocked. People want to be like tested and intrigued by new and exciting work, but they don't want to be dealing with somebody who makes them feel like bad about themselves. (laughs) So that's a very big distinction you need to make and understand when you're trying to get ahead with your art and in your art career. So this was just something I was thinking about a little bit because I think there is a little bit of a draw with that with social media, like being an influencer. Oh, like look at all these people. They're just doing all this stuff and posting, getting ahead. When you really think about it, like how many of the people that are actually following them really know anything about them? How many of these people would just like drop you like a bad habit if something changes? Uh, What happens if the social media you know, goes out of business or whatever? What if they change platforms or something? You lose your whole audience. These are all very transitory and it's just better to focus on building relationships. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to beat a dead horse on this one, but it's just something to think about and to ponder while you're trying to develop your career. And even if you have a career and you've been doing it for like 20 years, like I have, it's always good to have that as a refresher and be like, okay, how could I do this better? Have I been neglecting some relationships? And, you know, should I start to uh, tighten the screws a little bit? Thanks for listening, everybody. Looking forward to bringing you a new episode next week and some more interviews. I'm kind of ironing out some details with some people for some new interviews. So you can look forward to that. But have a great week. Be good to yourselves. Be good to everybody else out there. And uh, try to have some integrity in what you do. Bye-bye. Who are you again? Uh, yeah, sir. Uh, uh, I'm your your nephew. Sure, sure. But, you know, fuck off! This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.